Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, we are continuing the mid-major preview with specifically the Pac-12 conference picks. <laughs> see, see what I did there? I do see what you did there. Yeah, people don't realize Usually that we you don't just identify one mid-major conference <laughs> yeah, at a time. Yeah, thought, you know what? The Pac-12 is worth at least it's one one good mid-major conference. Look, people listening at home don't realize until now that you told me that joke before, right before I, I hit record. And I just stole it. But anyways, um, let's see. Last year, Tommy Lloyd in Arizona really uh, really came on strong there in his first season as a head coach. But he's gonna have to deal with UCLA and Oregon again. Maybe USC can hop back into the discussion. There's a few. You know, they always have like the five through eight, five through nine sort of teams where it's like, can they make the tournament? Can they not? So we'll get into right, all of that right after this. All right, Biggs, we have been falling behind on my tentative schedule of uh, of conference preview season, and so we, we might have to do two pods this weekend. I'll probably do this one, probably do – I'm not sure which other one we'll do, but we got to get caught up here, Biggs. But we're going to start with the Pac-12 for today. This is uh, very early Saturday morning, probably the earliest we've ever recorded. Also, it might be the – have we recorded on Saturday morning? We're always Sunday morning. We're always a Sunday morning bunch, so – yeah, look at us, just like breaking down new walls and yeah. pushing our limits. Yeah, and you know, should we do? Do you think we could squeeze one in before the Vikings game tomorrow morning? Probably. Yeah. What yeah. time's the game at? Like eight thirty. Eight thirty. We'd have to start. What time probably. do you think we'll actually start playing? Eight thirty. NFL's usually pretty good about that. No, I know, but what time do you think the Vikings will actually start like showing up and playing? Oh, okay. Uh, the fourth quarter? or If it's like last week, you know, the game probably gets over. Like, tomorrow's game is probably going to get over about 11.30-ish. So, I'd guess about 11.15. Yeah, we can easily get a pot in. But, Biggs, it, it's Kirktober, officially. Kirktober. Yeah. It's also Vestober. But we'll, we'll, it is we'll It on. is no Vesper. No. No, it's, it's not no Vesper. No, 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 no Vesper yet. It's <laughs> Vestober. Yes. But Biggs, what a season, a first season for Arizona last week, or not last week, and also not their first season. Tommy Lloyd's first season as a head coach for Arizona last season. Could they have had that go any better? They could have not crapped the bed in the tournament against Houston in the Sweet 16. That was about the only thing that went wrong, right? That was, I mean... The only reason they didn't maybe the only expectation or uh, the only way they fell short was that they went out in the Sweet 16 where people, I mean they they had to have been one of the most popular national championship picks. They were a one seed. They if they weren't the number one overall seed, they were like the number two, maybe the number two number one seed. I mean people loved Arizona, and why wouldn't you? I mean the the guys they lost, the talent that they had, it was robust. The season they had was incredible, and you know they got got by a Houston team that got super hot late in the year, and and just ran into ran into a weird matchup. But yeah, I mean I, I think this Arizona team again is going to be they're going to be they're, they're set up nicely to to be strong again. Yeah, and my only concern with them, Bigs, is you know we talked about the level of talent they had. Well, they lost three first round picks. Was Coloco first round pick also? He's like a top forty pick. Okay, so close to so two for 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 sure, another draft pick in Coloco. Um, now for them to be get to the point where they were at last year, you know, conceivably someone's gonna have to be that breakout guy. Ben Mathen was sort of that breakout guy a year ago. Coloco, not to quite the same level, but up there. Um, who's gonna have to be that breakout guy? You know, I'm seeing you know Kerr Creasa, but you know, he's my boy. But all, he's just swag, right? That's all he has is swag. You know, they have Courtney Ramey coming over from Texas, but he's more – and he's he's a veteran. He's a fifth-year guy. Um, typically, he, he, he kind of sticks to that 10 points per game 
about over his, the course of his career at Texas. Um, Pele Larson's a guy who I've seen as being sort of a breakout candidate. He was in the reserve role last year. Um, you know, could be a breakout guy, you know, stepping into a starter role this year. Azulis Tabellis is a guy who, you know, did get a lot of playing time, you know, still average, you know, 13 points per game. Um, so he, you know, can he get that up to more of like a 17, 18? Possibly. We'll see. Uh, and then Umer Bala was a highly touted player coming out of high school. First uh, first went to Gonzaga and then, you know, followed uh, followed Tommy Lloyd to Arizona a year ago. But, you know, it, do you see a breakout candidate in there who, to like get them back to the same level? Or do you think it's just going to be a team st- taking a step back? I mean, asking any of those guys to become like what Ben Matherin was is is asking a lot. You know, I mean, you just don't see that a lot where a guy comes from being I – mean, he was a good player as a freshman into one of the elite, you know, top 10 to 15 guys in, in the country last year. I, I don't know if they've got a guy with that kind of juice again. I do think that – I mean, I, if somebody does that and then Arizona, you're right, it's probably going to be what they were last year. I don't think Arizona has the same kind of – high-octane talent that they did last year, and so I wouldn't expect them to be one of the top three or four teams in the country. You know, they can be probably like a top I, – I'm assuming when preseason rankings come out, they're going to be somewhere in like the 12 to 12 to 15 range, which I think is which, – which is probably about right. I think the two most likely like breakout guys or, or maybe – if Arizona is going to be good and contending for a Pac-12 tournament or a, or a Pac-12 title – I think the two guys that they're going to need like to be kind of the steadying forces and influences for them are, are, are Tabellus, who has shown he can do it maybe in spurts. He He's so weird. Like last year, last year there were times where it's like, this guy might be their best player. And then, you know, and then, and then he got, he, he was kind of bit with the injury bug a little bit and just couldn't seem to ever get fully healthy. I don't, I don't know if we ever saw like a fully actualized Tabellus on that team last year. So if he comes back and he and I think there's breakout potential for him, um, and then Pele Larson, you're right. I, I think anytime you saw him play last year, he was like that perfect, perfect sixth man for them coming off the bench and would get you six, eight, ten points. Plays good defense. He's a good playmaker. Can shoot it. Um, I could see with with more opportunity him kind of being a breakout, fifteen to fifteen to eighteen point a game guy. All right. Yeah, and then you know I see one more transfer coming in. Cedric Henderson uh, did average fourteen points per game at uh, Gary Parish's favorite college, the Campbell Fighting Camels. Uh, but you know, we talk about this off camera, but you know it's tough to. Oh wait, do you remember the rule we made up a year ago? The eighty percent rule or seventy percent rule? Yes, yes. Rule. So he's going to yeah. average eleven points per game this year. So that that's a good get for them, and I see. There's another Tabellus. I didn't know that for some reason. So, you know, if it if Tabellus like breaks out, it's kind of like double trouble there, but not trouble. Are they twins? <laughs> They're the same person makes. <laughs> Do they wear the exact same? They are both juniors. I see that. They are both juniors. So wow. I kind of want to research this. So do you have anything else on Arizona? Not really. I mean, I, I do. I just, I think they're going to be like solid. Oddly enough, I feel like I know what they're going to be, even though they lose a bunch of guys. I mean, we it's obviously, we've seen Ramey play a ton. We kind of know what Kirk Risa is in that you really don't know what you're getting from him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's, he's unpredictably predictable or no, he's predict, he's predictably unpredictable. Yeah. You know, like you'll have, he'll have the game where he looks amazing and knocks down 10 threes. Um, and then he'll have this stretch where he goes three for 17 from three over a two game stretch or something, you know? So I think he gives them kind of like a, like he's kind of like an X factor. Like if he, if he plays well, like they're, they're legit. I, but I mean, I, I just think it's, I'm guessing it's going to become like a machine kind of like what Gonzaga was before, before Gonzaga became like this death star version of Gonzaga. They were always like, Losing guys and new dudes would just kind of show up and become new breakout guys. And I, I guess I'm assuming that's what Arizona is going to be. Like, there's probably guys off the bench on that team that will be starters instead of the five guys that you just kind of went through there as starters. They probably have some other guys that are probably going to play a bunch or freshmen that, that might not be super highly rated come over because Tommy Lloyd was the recruiting. <clears throat> I mean, he was the recruiting monster for Gonzaga for a long time. 
And, and a lot of his work comes from like overseas. He gets guys that aren't necessarily, again, before Gonzaga became the big death star Gonzaga, they weren't pulling in five-star guys. They weren't pulling in high level four-star dudes. They were getting like three stars based on recruiting services because those services hadn't seen a lot of those guys coming from Canada or coming from other countries over in Europe. They're, they're four or five-star talent guys, but they're just not exposed enough. I'm guessing Arizona, I think Arizona has some guys like that, like, like Tubelis. Like Tubelis was like that. He wasn't a super highly rated recruit because he just wasn't exposed to a lot coming from Europe. I'm guessing they have dudes like that coming up through the pipe. So, th- so they'll probably be solid. Yeah, and you know, as you say that, I look at their incoming freshmen. There's four of them. There's Kylan Boswell, who was top ten, top fifteen, but for two, like from another year from now, he reclassifies. Yeah. Um, there's Dylan Anderson, and then there's actually two international players, and I'm gonna probably butcher this first one. Philip Borovasanin from Serbia. Philip and- Borovasanin, sure. Great guy. You should see his mix. Owes me money. Uh, yeah, Henry Henry Vassar from Estonia. Um, Ooh, Estonia. Okay. And as you were talking there, I did look up, uh, and I feel like this is a lie, Biggs. Um, but they are twins, according to Google. But that can't be right because Azulis averages thirteen point nine, and Tout Villas averages point three points per game. So that can't be right. How do you even know which one is Azulis though, and which one is Tout Villas? Yeah, exactly. So it. <sighs> Wild tw- tw- twins these days are a sham. It's ridiculous. It is. It's the yeah. it's the world. It's like the newest. It's a fraud. Yeah. But I and I think uh, you know I think you know we talked about Arizona rightfully so. Um, they were the best team a year ago. I don't think they're going to be the best team this year though. Biggs, do you think? I have it between UCLA and Oregon. Um, who do you got there? In the Pac-12. Yeah. Who's the best team here? Um, man, I do. I, I think, uh, I do feel good about all three of those teams. I feel better about Oregon after, after deep diving them a little bit. Okay. And by deep diving, I mean like kiddie pool level diving, but, um, <laughs> no, I'll say Arizona. I'm pulling up their roster. I'll you, pick oh, Arizona. you think, you think Arizona's at t- t- the top? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if any of them are like top five. Top three. I think UCLA probably has the best equipped, like tournament caliber team. Like they could go the farthest in the tournament. Yep. But I think Arizona will be. I feel like they will be the team that doesn't really get got in the regular season a lot. So maybe they win the conference, but they're rated lower. You yep. know that kind of deal. Yep. Like I don't like how some of these analysis like. Like Parrish anal- analyzes everything through like I have a team rated this high, that means they will finish this high in the conference. Like that's not how that works, man. No. Have you not been watching college basketball for it's years? There's teams that are like unranked ahead in the conference standings of teams that are ranked. Mm-hmm. Like it's not it's not like a linear, it's not concrete sequential. Like I don't. I'm, he's so hard headed about that. It's it's I, parody. I just can't. Yeah. Over under January thirty first before we can complete our first conference parody wheel. January thirty first, so about a month into conference play, because yeah. conference play usually starts right around right New around Year's. the first. Yeah. Oh, I'll say before. Sure. Okay. You think it'll okay? What I'll conference po- though? No, the, just the first one that you can complete. Yeah, it doesn't no, have to be Big Twelve. One probably yep. the Big Twelve. Oh, I so you're. <sighs> If you Big Twelve probably the most likely because I think they have the least amount of. And I'm just looking at power conferences, by the way. Big 12 um, only has like 10 teams, right? Yeah, exactly. So it'd be the most likely. Yeah. Big East might have. Might I'm going to go. I'm going to go push. Push. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But no, tell me about Oregon. Uh, quack, the quack attack. Um, I don't know. That was one of the more disappointing teams in the country for me last year. I thought I was like really in on Oregon last year around this time. We we, we were last year. I thought Oregon was going to be awesome. At this point, was, uh, hmm? at this point of conference preview season a year ago, we were getting into a heated argument over who was best between Oregon and UCLA in the Pac-12. Uh, okay, maybe not heated. Heated. We're, we're we were also in a heated argument about uh, 
who would be worse between Oregon State and like, like Washington State? Yeah, yeah, maybe Washington State. <laughs> we had some good board bets last year, and we ended up being even. So yeah. yeah. Look at um, that. So I bought you Chipotle and you bought me Chipotle and it was No, awesome. I don't eat that crap. I ate your um, Chipotle burrito. <laughs> you devoured it. Um, so good. But then Arizona comes out of nowhere they're like, okay, we're, we probably gave them board uh, bo- uh bulletin board material. Yeah, we really I I do specifically remember I don't remember specifically remember what exactly I said, but I specifically remember just the mindset when we talked about uh, Arizona it was I don't know, whatever. Yep. It was very much just, well, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know anything about them because I paid no attention to them last year. They'll probably be just whatever. Uh, and they were very not whatever. So yeah. very there good. it is. Yeah. Um, I think Oregon will be I, – I don't know. It, it's interesting because I do think – I'm kind of buying into the notion that whatever was going on with Oregon last year was not a talent problem. I think it was probably a lot to do with – Guys everyone who, wants who to shoot into us. me. You know, too yeah. many. This is where, this is where the transfer, the the transfer portal. Like this is like the the intangible equation of that is like if you get a bunch of guys who have been starters and shot takers at their old schools, what if they're not okay with just playing a role and fitting perfectly into like a into a piece? You know, if a guy is a square and you're asking him to be a rhombus, you know, as part of the puzzle. You know, is he going to be okay with that? Or is he going to say, no, bitch, I'm a trapezoid? You know, or a circle. <laughs> that was uh, arithmetic? Is that arithmetic? No. That's arithmetic with okay. uh, reasons false. Yeah. Perfect, or yes. Or just puzzles, you know, puzzle building. <laughs> so. Okay. I don't think they have rhombuses and trapezoids in puzzle building, though. No, you're probably right. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think, you know, you lose Davion Harmon who I thought was kind of disappointing for them last year. He was nowhere near as, like, dynamic as I was expecting. Then you lose Joseph Young, who had, like, Jacob, two or three Jacob really Young. good games, but a lot of, like, what the hell are you doing games. Yeah. Um, I don't think their perimeter is anywhere near as, quote-unquote, talented. Now, they do bring in two pretty good JUCO prospects. Two, like the, They bring in, I think, the number two rated junior college kid. So I don't know, whatever their recruiting ranking is, Tyrone Williams deflated based on, I don't think they factor in the Juco stuff. They get a high level Juco kid. Generally those guys take us. It's the year two that Juco guys kind of pop. So I don't know. We'll see. But then they've also bring in like two transfer guards. They got a transfer. What's the transfer kid from South Carolina who was like a double figure scorer. Jermaine Cousnard, I believe it's pronounced. Cousnard. Yep. And then they bring in like Bartholomew or Bartholomew. He's a guard from Colorado. Who's like a role player. I don't know. Those two teams are not are not good, and so maybe you, maybe bringing in guys from teams who aren't great, maybe they're like, I don't know. Maybe there's like a backwards like like thought process of like you bring in guys from winning teams who are just like okay piece. Like Davion Harmon wasn't the reason Oklahoma won a lot, but because he played on a winning team, maybe he's like, hey, it's it's my time now. I'm like the man. I'm the reason we we're winning. So just follow me this year. Yeah. I don't know. I'm making stuff up here, but you know what I mean? Like, could there be something to that? And maybe you bring in these guys who aren't playing on great teams and they're like, you know what? I'm sick of losing. I'm going to do whatever it takes here to be part of a winning team. I don't know. That's something we'll find out over the course of the year. I do think like getting Will Richardson back, that was an expectation that we did not have late in the year. I did not think Will Richardson was coming back. He opted into that COVID, that COVID fifth year option. And that's huge for them because I, I, I think I had him as like a player of the year last year. I, I don't think he's that good after watching them all year. I just don't think he quite has that kind of juice. But I think he's really solid. Yeah. You know, he's a really steadying influence. And then I suppose it kind of depends on can can your guy Quincy Garrier take the next step? Can he be a useful player? How's he, and, how's he my guy? And, uh, and then how good is that freshman, Kellel Ware? Everybody's obsessed with him because he's a high-level NBA prospect. Yep. But is he going to be a good college player? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And they have – I'm just looking at their roster here. They have probably probably a solid eight- to nine-man rotation here. Well, they're um, deeper than I thought. Yeah. I had kind of forgotten about Cuisinard being a transfer for them and then, then, and then the Juco guard. I can't remember the Juco kid's name, but – 
Their, their perimeter is deeper. Ty, than uh, Tyrone, Tyrone Williams. Tyrone Williams. Tyrone Williams. Um, yeah. Guard, guard from Northwest Florida State. He's very Florida Statey, you know. Um, but and then another guy. Um, you know they they have a they have like a Arizona level assortment of bigs from a year ago. Yeah, you, you mentioned Enfele Dante. You mentioned Kaleel Ware. Then they also have that Nate Biddle, who was a very highly rated freshman from a year ago, can never really see the floor. Um, you know, breakout candidate possibly. You know, uh, we'll see. He'll and probably then, transfer by end of first semester. It, it's one of the two. Uh, and like, let's see. Enfele Dante looks like he got the majority of the playing time last year. Did wasn't that that Kepnang? However, pronounced wasn't he expected to be like their main big a year ago? I see he's gone. No, now. I think and Folly Dante was like a super highly rated recruit and could okay. never his first year or two I think were kind of marred by by some injuries. <clears throat> and and he's another one though. Like last year when they were playing well, you saw Infale Dante, and it's like this dude is a force. Yeah. He's got and he him put and, up, him and Ware play together. He put up eight and six, and like who knows, maybe he gets it up to ten and eight or twelve and eight. You know, that'd be good for them. Um and it's going to be interesting to see because they, they don't typically play two bigs at the same time. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they do play that Kaleo where, you know, at the same time as Enfele Dante. Um, Quincy Garrier is just like a long wing. Good player. Um, puts up. Yeah, some I mean, he's, he's another one that's like, it's hard to imagine him playing. I don't think he could slide down and play the three. No, I wasn't. I wasn't really thinking that, but, you know, he probably by the same time he could. Spot, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that kind of cl- that that creates a bit of a log jam. So, yeah, but, but I, mean, or- I do like their perimeter. I mean, I think their perimeter is better than I was thinking it would be. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, is Kellel Ware going to be like the high level impact freshman that people think because of his NBA prospects, or is he going to be relegated to the bench similar to the way Nate Biddle was last year? I mean, I think yeah. Kellel Ware will do. It's hard to do less than what Nate Biddle did for them last year. I mean, did he ever play at all? Uh, seven minutes per game. Okay, so he, he never saw the floor really. He was inconsequential. But Oregon's doesn't. I don't remember the last time Oregon had a big man that that was like a really active, actively involved oh, in the who, offense. Who is, big. Oh, in the offense, okay. I was going to say, they had the one guy when they made the Final Four. He played for the Warriors. Jordan Bell. Yeah, they, yeah they've Jordan always Bell. had good bigs, yeah. but they're in that, they're, they're like in Folly More Dante. Like rebound, where, rebounders and defenders, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're high-impact guys who who dunk, you know, oh, and, and yeah. rebound and do that kind of stuff. Kellel Ware, from my understanding, is is like is like the prototypical NBA type of big guy. He's he's rangy, and he can, he can handle the ball a little bit, and he can shoot. He doesn't really want to bang inside. He's more of a step away and kind of show you his skill. So that could, that could present some, that could give them some more dynamic. Oddly enough for all the guards that they played last year, I just thought, I thought Arizona was very just kind of trudgy, you know, like they just didn't have any juice for, for a team that I thought it would have really good guards. I, I envisioned in my head, like a team that would be like a, like a diet Villanova with the, with all their speed. They didn't have that at all. And maybe, Maybe 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 he gives them like a potential ceiling as a as a high level athlete. Yes, we'll see. Yeah. Well, and like the thing I think of with Oregon, they never perform at expectations. I feel it's always either above or below expectations. Do you think this year's gonna be above or below? What are expectations? I, if I were to turn the clock forward to uh, Selection Sunday. I would say this team will be a five seed. Five seed. Yes. So that's like a top. That's like a top top twenty team in the country, basically yes. all year. Yeah. That's my expectation for them. Yeah, I would say that's probably fair. I don't know if that's a five seed, but yeah, I would. I would say they're a team that they're not going to be ranked in the preseason. I would assume. I don't think no. they will be. No. I so wouldn't in that be sense, they're kind of exceeding expectations. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Preseason rankings, we 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 destroy yeah. them, but then yeah, you know, but then we rip the teams that are ranked in the preseason and then don't end up being ranked. So it's kind of a catch twenty two. But yeah. I would say, um, yeah, I, I would expect them to be ranked fairly quickly into the year. I think they'll be in the mix in the Pac twelve. I would say a top four team in the Pac twelve is what I expect. Yep. 
they were not that last year. I think they were like sixth or seventh in the Pac-12. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say if the expectation is like fourth in the Pac-12, I think they can finish second or third. Okay. Maybe even first. Let's uh let's toss it over to UCLA here, Biggs, and they lose a lot of production um from their past couple seasons here. Johnny Juzang, most notably, um, Jules Bernard, Cody Riley are the main three, but they also do return um two big returners here, both seniors, um Tiger Campbell, their point guard, Jaime Jaquez, your boy, Biggs. Who, uh, with 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 Juzang gone now. What what's your expectations for him? What's his stat line? I'm gonna say like seventeen points, six rebounds, three assists. Okay. So points for game is going up by a couple there. Rebounds is about the same. Assists is about the same. So I like that. He's what do you got... think? Out of here's a question for you. They lose Juzang, they lose Jules Bernard, they lose Cody Riley. Which one of those three do you think is, like, the toughest? Which one do you think they feel the most? You know, John Juzang's the obvious choice because he was the big breakout a couple years ago. In the, I, in I the, almost in think the they feel but, him but, but, but he was, he was never he was never a good defensive player. Whereas Jules Bernard, you know, he, he was a little bit behind that on the points per game, but he, he provided a lot more on that defense end. So I'd probably say him. I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to think, like, I actually think it might be Cody Riley. Yeah, it's Cody Riley. Okay. And which, is, which is, like, the least, he's the least talented and least, like, you know, popular of those three guys that they're losing. But, like, they don't have – that's the one area where I'm, like, concerned about this UCLA team is I, I, I don't know about their front court depth. You know, they have they have Mac Etienne, who was, like a, like, a bench guy. He was the one – wasn't he the one who – did he, like, he spit on somebody? Was he the spit guy that was involved in that okay. thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, he was, like, a – he played a little bit maybe two years ago. He, I don't know if he even really played last year. Mm-hmm. And they bring in – is it Adem Bona or whatever? It is right? Adem. I was going to say that. We've been calling him Adam on some past pods. It is Adem, not Adam. We apologize. Yeah. Bona? I don't even know a that was my joke, but yeah, I know. I like that. That, that was I, a good I, one. I do. Lo- I love it. But he's like, what is he like six nine? And he's, you know, he's he's a he's a freshman, and just you know how I feel about relying and just assuming freshmen are going to. I don't even care about like whatever well, points and rebounds and stats he puts up. It's like, can he can he stay on the floor for twenty eight minutes a game? Yeah. Like I feel like freshman bigs. Like if you do like the per the per forty kind of stats, like he like freshman bigs average like eight and a half fouls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like can he actually hold up playing that many minutes as a freshman? Hold up anchoring your defense. Like McCronin's teams are are generally very strong defensively. McCronin's teams do not rely on a lot of freshmen usually. So, but that's where they do have two other six ten guys who can come in and fill, or at least attempt to fill that void. With ETN and and who's the other one? Nawuba Kenneth. I don't know who that is. Did he play last year for them? He did, just like six like six minutes per game, not much. But at that point, like they're just needing a body, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe one of those two guys. I think that's the thing. That's where the projection with this UCLA team is. Is is you you're gonna need one of those one of those big guys. One of those three bigs, I guess, is gonna have to be. Can you cobble together forty minutes of productive play from those guys? Because you know you're right. Hakez is is going to probably play like 32 to 35 minutes a game at that four spot and be – he's awesome. Yeah. Like you know yeah. exactly what you're getting. Um, and and if he's not hurt, if he's not hurt in that Sweet 16 game last year, who knows? They could have gone further a year ago. Yeah, right. They, they very well could have played for another national championship with, with yeah. how talented that team was. Yep. Um, and he was playing super well heading into the postseason, like during the Pac-12 tournament, last like 10 games of the regular season slash Pac-12 tournament, I remember Hawkes was like 22 a game. Like he had kind of ascended and become the dude. I, I don't think they're going to miss Juzang one bit. I, I think he was he was overrated based on some incredible, unsustainable shot making from the tournament the year before. I don't really think, was he even good? I mean, he, he put up 16 or 17 a game last year, but his shooting percentages were never real high. 
never plays any defense. Um, I don't know. Did he get drafted? I, I, I don't think I don't think people are like, damn, Johnny Juzang's gone. You know? No. I'm I'm actually kinda with you. I think Jules Bernard, like, man, if he would have come back, I think I would have been I would have been hitting the throttle down on like all the way in on UCLA because that would have given them another, you know, high level wing. But I, I really like their four perimeter guys with Hawkes, Tiger Campbell's one of the better point guards probably in the entire country. And then, you know, they bring in the, the freshman the freshman guard. And then who's the who's the kid who came off the bench last year for them who was like a solid rotation piece? Uh Clark, Jalen Clark, who's Jalen Clark. Step, he had he had some moments. Like when he would step in. Yeah. When he would step in and play more, like that dude like produced. Yeah. Like well, he shot 50% from the field. Um, yeah, he, he's just a really like, good like slasher glue guy type. Yep. So no, they uh they on paper they have a good starting five, but you know, it sort of r- rides on the uh, the two freshmen who are projected to start, and you know you always say the worst thing about freshmen is they haven't become sophomores yet. It's true. Yeah, they haven't become sophomores yet. Yeah. What is the uh, who's the five star freshman that they have coming in again? What's his name? Amari Bailey. Amari Bailey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a really highly rated freshman. I mean, he was like one of the top. He's like. He's like the, a top five level recruit, not just a five star guy. I mean, he was like really, really high. So I mean, I do think expectations are that he'll he'll be a high level impact dude. Granted, Peyton Watson was what like the tenth or eleventh recruit. So I mean, yeah, and he he, he did didn't nothing. play it, and then he bolted. Yeah, right. so I mean, it, it happens where these guys don't just because they're ranked high doesn't mean they're going to be high level impact guys. I, I do think there is probably it's reasonable to expect that he is a a good player yep. and and he can reasonably be their third or fourth guy. You know what I mean? Cause they've got pretty good perimeter dudes I'm trying to remember. They have another recruit is the Dylan Andrews point guard recruit yeah. coming into. He's like a top 50 ish kid. Yeah. So that's, that's, I guess the other concern is I, I think again, this is, I think why my tournament outlook on UCLA is higher than, than like the, the process and the regular season of them is I don't love their depth. When you get into those tournament settings, you can really get away with probably playing six guys, seven guys. Mm-hmm. You know, in the regular season, if, if somebody tweaks an ankle like Hawkes did last year, like if Hawkes if Hawkes misses time or he's if he's hobbled a little bit, they don't have they're they're in trouble. I think for a little while. You know what I mean? Yep. Because I don't love their depth. No, but in my opinion, I do think this is the. Best team in the conference. Um, I do like their, you know, on paper, I like looking at the start of five. I do think they have a little bit of depth enough to get by. And then, you know, if they have, say that Dylan Andrews does, you know, prove himself to be a solid, say seventh person, you know, makes them a very good team. And then I, I just, I think Mick Cronin is the best coach in this conference as well. Um, wow. He's done a very good job. He's what fourth or fifth season. He's got to be now. Yeah. Is it that many? Might be the might be his fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm high on this team, Biggs. Um you know, they're my they're my projected winners. I can I can get behind that. I do I mean yeah. I love it's it's hard to beat the Hawkes and Campbell kind of duo. That might be come up with a better duo maybe in the entire country. Big, big I mean, like if we if we were doing like a list of like top one two punches. Like that's 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 probably the best one-two punch. Yeah, I think you know, I can't think of one. I'm Hard to come up with a better one. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, Coach K right. and the Ruts aren't there anymore, so like you know we can't have that one. Let's see. So I think you know I think those are like again the main three teams. Now, who do you think is a the best of the rest here? Um, who who, who are you looking for next? This was tough for me. I was I was trying to I was trying to dig into into some of these teams here the last couple days and like well, it's tough looking at mid-majors for this long. So, it is. You know, there's you only know so much. I mean, I think USC is probably the safe bet. We don't like safe bets, Obix. And I don't know I don't know who else is even going to be all that good though. Like Washington State, I know some people are, are high on them. They don't – They that's all projection. Like, I don't know. They don't bring back really any perimeter guys. Washington has been 
horse's ass for the last how long. Um, Utah has a lot of guys coming back, but they were kind of bad last year. So, like, that one is projection. I think USC and, I mean, like, Arizona State is, once again, maybe a team that's got, like, talent, but when was the last time Arizona State was good? You're going to say Arizona State, aren't you? No. I was actually going to say uh, – I've got a, a reason for saying this, but Colorado. Okay. Give you me your why? reason for Colorado. You want to know why? Yeah. They're North Dakota tough. Oh. Yeah. Joe Hurlburt. Yeah. Yeah. Colorado. We'll just go over to them here. Um, I probably should have done some research before I just wing this. But they got a lot of guys returning with some experience here. Uh, Tristan Da Silva, Ethan Wright. Um but then they have an incoming freshman being a 6'10 guy who I have seen shoot a basketball in my gym. He's been there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've been, I've been in person with him. So, you know, that is his claim to fame. He knows half of the Midcourt Madness podcast. Um, I mean, not really knows them. Has been watched. Nah, I'm not even going to say that. But uh, <laughs> um, definitely a middle of pack T. And they do lose a lot of guys. So you mentioned Keyshawn Bartholomew. Um, transferring out. They'll also lose Jabari Walker and Evan Batty. Um, so do I actually think they're the, ne- they're the best of the rest? Absolutely not. But I just wanted a really – I really just wanted a reason to plug the state of North Dakota. Well, if they are amazing, that is a team that we have claimed could or could not be amazing. So we were on them before <laughs> yeah. everybody else was. So uh, credit us, please. Yep. Yep. Good call. <laughs> How about Stanford? What do you think about them? That's another team that I feel like is, is almost like – it's almost like they're like they're like secret Arizona State, where like they've kind of actually sucked for the last like three or four years, but everyone's like, hmm, maybe Stanford's okay. Um, you know they do have a returning sophomore who is a very highly rated recruit in Harrison Ingram. Didn't quite perform up to expectations. They also have Michael Jones. Who? <laughs> We're so nauseating. It's ridiculous. We're uh, transferring from Davidson, which means he's basically Steph Curry. Um, Spencer Jones, average double figures. Who? Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, that doesn't work, does it? It's not just anybody named Jones. <laughs> yeah, he was, I mean, Spencer Jones was, I mean, there's a chance he's one of the best guys returning in the entire Pac-12. I mean, he was like an all-Pac-12 guy, an all-Pac-12 defensive guy, really, really good shooter. So I, I'm intrigued by him. And then they also have like, is it O'Connell? Mike O'Connell? Somebody My- named O'Connell. Who? Who? No, that doesn't work. Michael O'Connell, yes. Michael O'Connell, he's back as a he was a starting point guard last year, so they bring back like three or four starters. But again, like were they? I don't like they're, they're okay. Like they're, they're, they're good. Yeah. Like and that's the thing. Outside of those first three teams we mentioned, then you're you're sort of nitpicking between like six teams and be like, okay, can one or two of these teams be a tournament team? Maybe. Exactly. Um, so we're definitely getting to a point now where it's like we're just trying to find stuff to talk about. Um, USC. I, they are the, definitely an excellent. Should we just go to them? Sure. So we've done we've done the Stanford preview. That's the official one. We've done the Colorado preview. They just have a guy from North Dakota. Um, USC. Stanford though. guys, I do. I, I, w- I would be remiss if we didn't mention that Stanford players are smart. That's true. Is that the Silicon Valley? Are they in the Silicon Valley area? Yeah. It's, well, it's near San Fran. So. Okay. I was never sure. Also, they are not the Sanford Cardinals. They are the Cardinal. There's only one Cardinal. Oh, Sanford, like the hospital. Yes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's it. Yeah, Yeah, okay, perfect. Um, And, you know, they they lost the second installment of the Mobley Brothers. They do return Boogie Ellis. Um, Great name. What was his first actual first name? Wasn't it like George? I don't remember. There's one of these names that we've looked up is like Rayshon. I feel like there's actually been multiple ones where it's Rayshon. Which Let's just assume believe... all guys named Boogie and like Gunner and other. No, that's actually a real name. Any of those weird made up names like Boogie are Do, do people just hate the name Rayshon to where they need to be like, okay, I need a nickname, guys. I don't want to be Why even Rayshon. start with the name Rayshon then? Exactly. I don't understand it. Why can't you name something, name something simple like Bruce? Yeah. Matt. You know? Yeah. Stupid. But anyways, Boogie Ellis returning. He's a senior now? Jesus, he's been there forever. Seriously? Um, 
Yeah, it says senior here. That might be a Is typo. He at Memphis for two years. I thought he was just there for one year. Sam. Huh. Yeah, you talk about re-sticks and waters, and I'll look him up. He was a solid freshman last year for them. He came off the bench. He 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 emerged late in the year, especially, which is what you kind of want your freshman to do. Over, I want to say I saw a stat like over the last ten or twelve games or something, something for for Reese Dixon Waters. He averaged like like nine points a game, and he was playing a smaller role, right? So I mean, he, he's he's going to be in a bigger role now where he's going to have more minutes. I think if he and I think there's a chance he he and Boogie Ellis. <sighs> is like maybe the second best backcourt in the Pac-12. Yeah. And so I'm saying, you know, their main thing here is can they replace their big man production? You know, they had Evan Mobley two years ago. They had Isaiah Mobley, you know, the, both the last few years. They do have two freshmen, big man, um, Kajane Wright and Vince. Oh, boy. Ooh, oh. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um <laughs> And for people who just, for people thinking that Biggs just came up with a random combination of syllables, that is the actual name. Uh, also, oh, Biggie Ellis was in fact at Memphis for two years. His first year was the COVID-shortened season. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, but no, they're gonna have to rely on two freshmen to be, you know, sort of the the men in the middle there. Um, so, you know, gonna be uh. It's tough for me. It's tough for me to come up who is the best arrest because I just can't find one. Like who is the rest? Is there that big of a gap between three and four? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think there is a sizable gap, at least on paper, between three and four. I think UC is is fair to point out as four. I think Boogie Ellis and Drew Peterson. You say UC, California, USC. Oh, you did say USC. Okay. No, definitely not Cal. Cal sucks. <laughs> And that was the SEC preview. Yeah. <laughs> You're so quick. <laughs> Ooh, Biggs, I have another chance to plug uh, the state of North Dakota. All right. You ready for this? I, what what, what, what oh, team do you think I'm going to talk about? What, what, what team do you think I'm going to talk about? Uh, I'm trying to think of some North Dakota guys. It actually I mean, isn't tough. It's not tough. It's not tough to come up with, actually. Uh, the Utah Utes. Oh, yeah. Head coach Craig Smith in his second season there after being at Utah State. Um, a couple years ago, he's had a bunch of other stops too, but he has a lot of ties to North Dakota. I'm not sure if he's from North Dakota originally, but he coached at Mabel State here. I think he coached at UND, maybe. USD. Um, USD. Okay. Which is interesting because uh, one of his assistants is now a head coach at USD. That's uh, his name, Tommy Peterson. I got I got to ask our friend. I can't remember his first name. Um. Anyways, they do have some guys returning here. Brandon Carlson, most notably, the man in the middle, averaged thirteen and a half and six a year ago. Um. Do have some uh, some adequate guards, I'd say. No one averaging double figures really. Um. But you know, Rolly Warster, just a name I love. He was he followed yeah he followed Craig Smith from Utah State to Utah. Uh, they also have Lazar Stefanovic, not Sasha Stefanovic, Lazar Stefanovic. I'm guessing they're twins because uh, they have the same last name. And then Marco Anthony as well. And then there's a Ben Carlson. Uh, they have to be twins, right? He's a Minnesota kid. He's from Eastridge, Minnesota. He started out Wisconsin, barely played for Wisconsin. So we'll see if he can. But are him and Brandon brothers? Yeah. Okay. So there's two Minnesota kids. They got a they got a bunch of them. They got they got, and they have Mason Madsen too, who's a who started at Cincinnati. Actually, they have Gabe, a couple Gabe, Cincinnati. Gabe Madsen. Too. Gabe Madsen. Mike Mike Saunders came from Cincinnati, who was like a a role player for Cincinnati. So you're right though. None of their guards are like standouts. Can can any of them take a step up? I don't know. We'll see. I do. I, you know what? I I do love Craig Smith. I am kind of in on that. I do think there's a chance that they are. I would not be at all surprised if they're like the fourth best team in the league, but that's also a huge jump considering they were what, like eighth or ninth last year. I mean, they're pretty bad. So 
when you're when you're playing with guys like Raleigh Worcester, who we love, but it sounds like it, it sounds like a guard. It sounds like a guard from like the '60s who was like really good, but then they people try and like show replays of him, be like, okay, he's not actually that good. Yeah, he's a plumber. Who 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 is that? Titus and Tater obsessed with talking about Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy is the guy who ever was like he's like a top fifty player on the list, but watch him play. He's like dribbling, like he's like bent over really far down. He's dribbling around and doing like like cartwheels and shit. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I, I I like I think the collection is okay, but I'm wondering if it's just like if it were in like a lower major league instead of a mid major league, it'd be better off. Nope, I hear you there. Now, let's see. How many teams? I've been writing the teams down as we've been going through seven of them. So there's five left. We have Washington, Arizona State, Washington State, California, Oregon State. Who's the best of that group? And who's the lousiest of that group? I think they're all just lousy, and I don't want to pick the best one. Yeah. I think Arizona State has the chance, but, of course, I'm just doing the fucking thing where we – Talk about Arizona State might be good, and then they're not. Well, they have a Bagley. They have a Bagley. They have two Cambridge brothers. They have brothers as well. Which Cambridge, wasn't that Auburn? Yeah, Devin Cambridge, Auburn. Devin Cambridge is coming from Auburn. He was a useful kind of role player for them. And then Desmond Cambridge was the leading scorer at Nevada, or the second leading scorer at Nevada. So they've got a couple Cambridge brothers who who are on paper talented, but again, it's like, you can't just assume all of this stuff. It's not like NBA 2K where you can just plug in random guys. Like you have to actually get them to play together and you have to sue the egos and um, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I, I do. I'm intrigued by Frankie Collins. I, I was yeah. bummed that he left Michigan because I really liked him as a recruit. I thought he was going to be, I thought he was going to be a stud for Michigan and he probably will be a stud, but not for Michigan. It'll be good for Arizona state. So we'll see. Random. Random going back half half a uh, half a minute there. Um, did you play two K back in the day? Yeah, God, it's been a while though. I never really loved playing NBA games or basketball games because I feel like you can't get like you can't get it to actually feel like basketball because the computer doesn't like move and cut like like they they all just kind of give it they they pass the ball and then just stand there while you have to dribble and shoot. Yeah. So I, I could never figure that part of the game out. You can't control but, all five players at once. It's it's sort of a downfall. Um, yeah, of that game, but I have a random player for you who was ridiculously good for me on that game. Would never miss a trip. Would never miss a shot. Okay, Nick Young. Nick Young. Yeah, he he would never miss. Are you sure? Or is it one of those things where like he'd shoot it and then the screen would like go and like assuming he made it, but then it would miss. <laughs> he did the Steph Curry turn around and cock up to the opponent yeah. team's bench. <laughs> Uh, but no, definitely some good players here. But like you said, on paper, can they actually mesh? Um, Alonzo, you mentioned Alonzo Gaffney. He's another guy returning uh, post player for them. Um, but no, they also they also lose a lot. They lose like four guys who average right around ten points per game. So no, I don't know. Um, definitely, uh, what's the uh, low floor, high ceiling? Maybe low floor, medium sized ceiling. We'll say. Yeah, I would say a ceiling of finishing fourth in the league. Floor is, I don't know, there's some really, really god-awful teams. Yep. So, how many teams are there in the Pac-12? 12? 12? <laughs> there actually is 12. That's like one of the credits to the Pac-12 for having a name that actually fits. They're a conference um, of their word. Yes, exactly. Titles <laughs> actually mean something to them. Yes. <laughs> um, I would say they don't finish worse than like ninth. Okay. That's fair. Because, boy, are there some bad teams. Cal, I mean, yeah. can we just preview Cal by saying Cal sucks? I was just about to say um, we have four teams left. We have Cal, we have Washington, Washington State, Oregon State. Let's go in alphabetical order. So, Cal preview, go. They're bad. I don't even know who their coach is. Is it Mark Fox? Uh, it is Mark Fox, fourth fourth season. Okay. Um, they do have Devin Askew. Uh Maybe he uh, left high school two years too early, and this is his breakout year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe the third program does the trick, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, there's just no one here. Um, and they actually lose about – they lose Jordan Shepard, Andre Kelly. Um, no, not much here. 
So that's the Cal preview. Who else do we have? Washington. We've got the, the two Washington schools and Oregon State. So technically Oregon State's next. You know, I'm intrigued if Washington has a chance to be any good. They added Keon Brooks. Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah. They added uh, Kepnon, big Oregon kid. Yep. So your front court is reputable now. You at least yep. maybe demand respect. They don't really have any guards. And you that's know, just, probably going to be a problem. Just listening to some other podcasts, I think that this is kind of a common, like, this team might be better than you think team. Is Washington. Well, I suppose, again, it's a matter of expectation. If you assume they're going to be like the worst team in the Pac-12, and they're not the worst team in the Pac-12, they're better than we thought. Yep. Did you mention uh, Noah Williams coming over from Washington? Yeah, he was a guy that you're right. I did. I do. I do remember he was in the mix. He was a kid who was he was like a 14 point a game all conference guy at Washington State two years ago. Yep, not as good last year. Really bad last year. Yeah, things really fell through the floor for him last year. So if he's if he can be if he can pop again, if he can repop, you know, if he can come back and. Yeah. And be kind of an all-conference caliber dude, you know. It's just like pop. Maybe there's something you there. Pop it, you can pop it again. Yeah, but then you burn it. True. But oh, and like you know, with uh, you mentioned Noah Williams, Frank Keanu Brooks, Frank Kepning. Um, they also have Jamal Bay returning, who averaged right around ten points per game. If all, and and I'm looking at the team. It is a senior-laden team. I'm um, here for guys named Bay too. I just I just like that last name. Yeah. Hey, Bay. If I ever tweet about him, I'm going to purposely. He's my Bay. Yeah. No, I'm just going to. Is that a thing still? You tell me. You're the one around high school kids all day. Kids are the stupidest creatures. They don't use any words that I understand. (laughs) Public service announcement kids at uh, insert Bakes' school name here um, use old people words. I have become to the point now where I start – I'm trying to talk like them, if only just so that they stop talking like them. You're like the guy – what's like the gif I always see? Who's – I can't think of the actor's name. He's on like uh, all like the Adam Sandler movies. Um, he's wearing like a backwards hat and holding like a skateboard. He's like, what's going on, kids? You know what's, what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm thinking about as you say that because you have his hair too. Yeah, I do right now. I need to get rid of this. This is getting... No, getting never do that. Never do that. We'll see. <laughs> um, let's see. I think we have a couple more schools. Washington State and Oregon State. Do you have anything on those? I'm just going to scroll to Washington State here. Kyle Smith. Why does that name sound familiar? Probably because he's the Washington State coach. He is the Washington State coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Muhammad Guy. Is it gay or is it gay? Is it guy or gay? He's a... I've seen him as like a breakout, breakout guy, I feel. Yeah, he's an intriguing. I think I'm. I, I don't. Is he an intriguing player? or Is he an intriguing prospect? Like, is he or is he is he a good player? Or is he an intriguing player? I guess is the the question that I would have. I, I, I feel like, I feel I feel like, like I'm that's asking what we say about Caleb Love. Yeah, probably. I feel like I'm asking the same question about almost all these teams, and that's who's who plays in the backcourt. Like, I, I don't know what Washington State's guards are. I know they brought in... They, Justin Powell from Tennessee, they got. Yeah, and, and like, He's I don't know. He okay. barely played at Tennessee, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe he'll be better. You know, he probably will be. He'll probably be okay. They Is brought this, in a St. Uh, Mary's guard yep, who Jay was, like, Bullets. a top 150 kid. Um, I, I just... I, they lose a lot of guards. I see there's a DJ Rodman. Is that uh, his son? Maybe. But if he is, then you just know he's going to be a rebounding machine and he's not a guard. I mean, Dennis Rodman wasn't a guard, therefore his kid can't be a guard. That's very true. That's Um, not how that works. Twins and kids, they do the exact same thing. Dennis Rodman is his father. Cool. Yeah. There, there. Now we got our Washington State preview. Dennis Rodman's kid is on the team. And now we have Oregon State left. Um, Did they win? Three games all last year? I don't remember what their record was. I, I know they're usually good at baseball. Um, the Beavers. Yep, and baseball and basketball. Like all the letters from baseball are in basketball, so it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, 
So uh, that was your Oregon State preview. I don't see. They're based in Corvallis, Oregon. So I'm looking at their roster here, and like, if you just look at like last year's stats, and granted they have a lot of freshmen coming in, but if you look at like last year's stats, their highest points per game is six point nine. And that's Glenn Taylor Jr. That must be the son to the former oh, Timberwolves owner. I think you should really just cut that at 6.9 and we'd just be done right there. <laughs> are, are we into oh, the awards section of the podcast then? I think so. Okay. All right. Let's do uh, – do you want me to go first or you go first? Top Like the Pac-12 team. All Pac-12. Because I wrote down – I was writing down names, but I, I, I forgot writing down names of guys I like at three names. So I'm going to have to come up with a couple here. All right, my Pac-12 Player of the Year. I know you're going to go with it. It's probably the same guy as me. My Pac-12 Player of the Year will be Azulis Tabellis. Oh, that's not who I was going with. From Arizona. We are going to do the transitive property thing here where Gonzaga always, always had a big man stepping up in the wings to become, like, the dude on the team. I assume this will be the year that Arizona does the same thing. Azulis Tabellis will become that big guy uh, that is like the focal point of the Arizona attack. They're going to average 80 points a game. He's going to be like an 18 points, eight rebounds, um, high-level dude for a team that wins the league. Okay. Jaime Jaquez Jr., also as a player of the year candidate, probably maybe. You know what? I say they go co-player of the years. Those two guys are co-player of the years. The Pac-12 is a coward of a league. They won't just pick one of them. The two of them will win it. I respect that. God, I feel good about that. Yep. Love that. I'm going to go Tiger Campbell. So I'm going to go two UCLA guys. Have you seen Tiger Campbell? That's why. His hair's a lot hair. Yeah. Yep. He's like six foot six. I'm still holding out hope that he just shaves it all off. Right How would we even know if he's on the team anymore then? We'd be like, who's that short guy playing for UCLA now? Who's that is that, what, is that what their new freshman looks like? Yeah. Is that Amari Bailey? <laughs> um, I'll say Harrison Ingram, Stanford. I'm going to buy the breakout for him. Okay. High-level top 15 recruiter or whatever two years ago. Maybe this is the breakout year where he where he, uh, yeah, he, he, he busts out and he becomes a stud. And my last one will be Will Richardson, the Oregon okay. guard. I think he leads a, an Oregon attack that finishes second or third in the Pac-12. Okay. Notable notable guys I left off there that I kind of wanted to put on, but I... Whoa, I whoa, whoa, whoa. You're going to just gonna steal my guys. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. My Actually, guy. you kind of already stole my guys because you picked four of the five guys I had. Um, so I'm going to think on the spot. I'm going to think on the spot here and come up with some different guys, but I'm going to keep two of them. All right. I think these are the two best. Um, my player of the year, I'm not doing Cole, but I am picking one of them, and that is Jaime Jaquez. So I'm picking the other one from the one you originally had. I think Love Jaime that. Jaquez is going to be incredible, especially if he stays healthy. Um, you know, you always wonder what could have been had he not hurt his ankle early on in the tournament. I don't. Um, I don't wonder. I'm fine with it. Haven't thought about saying, it. At all. I, I am too. Just so you know. But I also have to be not biased, so stop being so biased, Biggs. Oh, sorry. Um, I will keep Azulis Tabellis because he was my next, uh, my next best guy there. Um, now the two guys who I also had, I'm gonna leave off here because you picked my Will Richardson and Tiger Campbell. I do want a point guard in there. Um, I'm just gonna. It's hard to not have one of those two guys if you want a point guard in there. I know, and that's where I'm gonna go with Boogie Ellis, breakout, breakout guy. I'm gonna go with the Boogie. Um, I'm also going to toss in Spencer Jones here, buying the hype that you uh, just told me about a little bit ago. Yep. And I think my fifth guy, and bear in mind, if my team is worse than Biggs, bear in mind that he took like two of my guys. So keep that in mind here. But my other guy, I'm going to toss in Drew Peterson as well from USC. So I'm going to have two USC guys, which is weird. But I also had my hand forced a little bit there. Drew Peterson was the sixth guy that I that I was like, shoot, I kind of want to put him on there, but I ran out of room. Yeah. So I do, yeah. I do like Drew Peterson, a one-time yeah. Minnesota Gopher commit. Really? Well, he was he was gonna he committed to them. Hey, and hey, hey, hang the banner. 
Yeah, exactly. Yep. Hang the banner. Um, Another dude that I was like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if this guy maybe busts out and is on there is the the Carlson kid from Utah. Ray Brandon. Brandon. Brandon Carlson. Yep. Wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised. If they're if they're really good, I could see him maybe I don't think their guards are gonna be great, but I could see it being one of those teams where one guy averages like seventeen to twenty a game and then they've got like five guys that average six to nine. Yeah. Yep. 69 yeah like they don't have like another double digit score and you're like how the hell is this team good oh they have one alpha up front and it's that guy i don't know i could see that but i don't know okay all right i think what what else we do freshman of the year and coach of the year so you got for freshman of the year freshman of the year i might just pick the opposite of you because i I'm guessing you're picking between two guys, and I'm kind of picking between two guys. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's really – I'm trying to think of a different – I mean, if we can't pick – I mean, it's probably too unfair if we want to pick the North Dakota tough kid. So we, I we can't pick, pick him, right? Well, that's just unfair. Like, he's obviously going to win it because he's so tough. Yeah. yeah. I think. They didn't say best looking guy award. You know, yeah. So <laughs> can't pick the North Dakota kid. <laughs> um, I guess I'll take Amari Bailey just because he plays for UCLA. Uh, everyone's going to be hyped up about him. I mean, I think there's three there's three logical candidates excluding the North Dakota tough guy. Yep. And they play for three of the four best teams. Yep. All right. And then uh, my guy, I don't even know, but I'm going to pick a Dambona. Love that. Yeah. Man in the middle, going to have uh, 15 rebounds per game. Gonna play thirty-two minutes per game, and uh, he's gonna dominate. Wake up every morning, a dembona, yeah, with a dembona. <laughs> uh, uh, coach of the year. That sounded really weird. I should probably retract that one. Um, Maybe. Trying to think that Uwachukwu. I could see him being in the mix for that player of the year one, though, for the freshman. And then, I mean, I, I we there's a there's like a. There's a non-zero chance we both look really stupid for not just assuming Kellel Ware is going to be the man. Joe Herbert. Yep. Yeah. He's going to he's going to be showing what's up. Yeah. Coach he's of the got... year. I'm trying to think of a team like a coach who's going to do a good job with his team and be one of those 5 to 10 teams but actually make the tournament. See, I know. I got to think of like I'm not going to actually do this, but I, I'm going to say I should do this and then proceed to never do it. And that's look up who the coach of the year is every year in every league and figure out is the coach of the year the coach of the team that we think is like better than we thought they were going to be? Or do they just pick the team that like finishes really high? I think it's that. And I it's kind of similar to like MVP in sports. Like it's always the team. Like it's like the best player on like a team that makes a playoffs. But if you're like someone who's clearly the most talented in the league, but you didn't make the playoffs, then, you know, you know what I mean? Like, is Mark Few the, the coach of the year every year in the West Coast? I mean, it's like his team is insane, which I guess is part of – I know the argument sometimes is like part of the coach's job in college is to assemble its roster construction. It is talent acquisition. But, I mean, really, if you, if you have Gonzaga's talent – I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, here I've got, okay. Dating back. I'm just going back 10 years. So that goes back to 2013. One, two, three, four, five. He's got it six times in the last 10 years. Okay. I guess that's, that's probably reasonable. I mean, the year they were like fucking undefeated. You probably have to give it to the coach that goes undefeated, but yeah, whatever. I don't care. Um, Tommy Lloyd probably won this award last year. Not only were they the best team, but they were not supposed to be the best team. Yep. So that feels fair. I will give the Coach of the Year award in my preseason rankings to Dana Altman. I think he's the best coach. I probably gave it to him last year. I probably picked him every rebound, time I have to pick a coach. Kind of a rebound year for me, maybe? Rebound year. Yep. Yeah. Oregon's back. That. Quack attack, baby. Okay. I can see that. Quack. And I'm going to go back to the theme of this podcast. This is the North Dakota podcast. Craig Smith is going to get the Utah Utes to the tournament and be coach of the year. God, I love Craig Smith. I should have picked that one. Yep. But you're you're not a North Dakotan. 
that you can't. You're right. I'm South Dakota now, which is actually the state he coached in. So I really probably need to be That's more. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, God, I love that, that taxes. That is the Pac-12 preview. Biggs, do you have anything else? I can't wait to start doing major conference previews. It's going to be great. You got to get, get into this soon. We do have like the Summit League and the, um, the SWAC. Belts. Yep, the SWAC, MAC, the other MAC. Um, the MAC with two A's. Yeah, <laughs> the WAC. It's going to be awesome. All right. So, um, I'm not sure. I think we're going to try and maybe we do just try and record before the Vikings game tomorrow. I'm down. Game starts at what, 8.30? Yeah. And then that one, that's the weird part. That If we do like the one bid one, that one might go up before this one. So just another case of us doing some time traveling here. We're Whoa. so good at this. Yeah. We're going to be recording but from the future. About my the best past. guess, I'm not sure on the schedule at this point of when I'm speaking. My best guess is the one that gets released after the Pac-12 preview will be another Power 6 conference that I haven't decided yet. So Can't wait. Stay tuned for that, and uh, see you then. Bye.